I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome back to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. Uh, tonight we are kicking off Natalie Portman Month. Mm-hmm. We figured it was time that we featured a female actress and figured that Natalie... Well, we, did, uh, we did Meg Ryan. Oh, you're right. I, don't, I can't remember if we were recording yet. I can't I remember I don't either. Think, I don't think we were. I think it was, that was last before summer. we started recording. Mm-hmm. But we figured it was time to feature a female actress on the blog, or on the... Uh, on the blog, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, a female actress as opposed to the male actress. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But we've primarily focused on male actors and other themes and things like that, so we thought it was it was a good idea to focus on a female mm-hmm. and, uh, and a female lead in some movies and things like that. And Natalie Portman seemed like a reasonable resume and things mm-hmm. like that. And she's, We have a diverse selection of yeah. types of films. Yeah. And Natalie Portman is one of my celebrity crushes. Indeed. I'll go ahead and put that in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we thought that'd be a fun month. And so we started off tonight. We Your decided film debut. We decided to go in the way, way back machine mm-hmm. to 1994, as Nate mentioned, Natalie Portman's film debut, the movie Leon the Professional. Indeed. So, Nate, you mentioned uh, this is your first time seeing it in full, right? True, true. This is also my first time seeing it in full. I think I, like you mentioned, I think I'd seen a few clips of it, but mm-hmm. um, what what were you aware of going into this film? Well, I was aware of um, the cast. I was aware that a very young uh, Natalie Portman was in it. I was aware that Gene Reno was in it. Uh, kind of aware of that there was a lot of shooting and murdering in it. And, I, and I've seen bits and pieces. I caught the very, very end of this movie probably in the early 2000s. My mom and my dad were watching it, and I saw probably the last four minutes of it. I, okay. So I had very little context to it, other than, you know, Natalie Portman walking around with a plant. Yeah. Which I really think would be an inventive Halloween costume for a little girl. <laughs> you know, similar I wonder outfit, how many people would get it. The plant, a velveteen rabbit. You know, it's probably a good thing that you and I don't have children because one of us would do this. That <laughs> would, would make them do all sorts of esoteric Halloween costumes. They'd be like, what the heck is this? It's like, it's funny. It's funny. Trust me. Look up Natalie Portman and Leon the Professional. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so what are your first impressions of this film, Nate? So going into it, I thought that this would probably be good. Uh, I, I tended to recall that it had a good reputation. And it's uh, it's an English language film, but it was produced by the French, mm-hmm. had a French lead and an Israeli uh, female lead. I don't I know, it, uh, it didn't really work for me. What's funny is when we were getting ready to watch this, I had it. Yeah. I had it on DVD that I had gotten in one of those little cardboard, dirt cheap, like two ninety nine DVD packs at a, like a 7-Eleven like years ago. Yeah. And I heard it was a good film, so I was just on a pile of things that I hadn't gotten around to. You, you, I, I've now given you the DVD because I don't think I'm going to be revisiting this. Yeah. Movie. But yeah. what about you? Well, now let's clarify: Are you not going to be revisiting it because it didn't resonate well, like super well with you generally? Because you don't tend to revisit very many movies, or because you really disliked this movie? We'll get into that more okay. about my feelings of the movie. I thought the movie was okay. It's a French-made movie. There are moments, yeah, I was going to say there are moments where it's very French, and there's moments where it's trying to blend the French and the American influences. It's, it's, it's a typical, really a typical 80s. It has kind of a, an 80s action, yeah. Well, yeah, some 90s there, but it's a, it wants to be an American action film through a French filter. Yeah. Well, but the director is 
a, a well-respected director. You know of Luc Besson, uh, Besson, right? I know the name. Uh, Fifth Element. I didn't like that either. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I, I, I can see it now that you've mentioned that. He's also, he also wrote Lucy and La Femme Nikita, yeah. Taken. No, I haven't seen any of those. Yeah. Or, or I guess he was an executive producer on the Taken TV series. There's a Taken TV series. Oh, you didn't know that? Like TNT, right? No, no, no. It was mainstream. It was, it was on, on one of the networks? Yes. Really? I think it was on NBC, but I'm not positive. Actually, let's look at what he's directed. He started <laughs> He started in 1981 with a, a film called Levant Darnier. Again, these are films he's directed. Frenchman. He, yeah, he did another film in 83, uh, 84, a movie called Subway in 85. The Big Blue is another one of his that's respected, I guess, uh, from 1988. And then 1990, he does La Femme Nikita. Mm-hmm. Which also inspired a TV series. Yeah. And then 1991, he did an Atlantis movie. And then 94, he does Leon the Professional. Like I said, a few years later, he does The Fifth Element, which is also a, a relatively popular movie. In 99, he does a Joan of Arc movie. There was like two Joan of Arc movies that came out in 99. There's yeah. the Lily Sobleski one, and then there was another one. Yeah, this one's called The Messenger. I think that's the Lily Lila Sobleski. Mila Jovovich. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Mila Jovovich. With John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. So there's some more Fifth Element uh, casting. Yeah, and then uh, he did a, it looks like a Madonna documentary in 2004. Another one in 2009. He's, there's some other things he's Madonna done. Madonna skipping movie over. Too. Yeah, the film The Family in 2013. Did you see that? Uh, remind me. Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer, Dion, Diana Argon, John Diello. No, I don't know. The plot is the Manzoni family, uh, a notorious mafia clan, is relocated to Normandy, France, under the Witness Protection Program, where fitting in soon becomes challenging as their old habits die hard. Mm. It was an okay film. I don't know that I'd say it was better or worse than this film. Um, he did uh, in 2017 Valerian and the City of a Thousand oh, Planets. Oh, I saw that. Did you like no. that? No. So it sounds like you're not like a big fan of this director. No. But anyways, yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's a respected director. He's got he's got um, in certain circles. Well, he's uh, he's obviously got a, a a distinct style and a distinct sensibility to his work, which is uh, heavier in the science fiction films than in this. But you can see bits and, and hints of it. Yeah, like I said, I thought the film was okay. It's not great. There are some kind of interesting tidbits about this film that part where uh, gary oldman yells everyone mm. apparently they had done that take several times and he never yelled it mm. and he was kind of getting annoyed with the director so he gives the sound man a cue to take off his headphones and then he yells everyone and apparently luke besson liked it and mm. kept it in the film so um this film all of the exterior shots were filmed in new york city and then everything else was filmed in Paris. Kind of an interesting... Kind of idiocentric. Yeah. And it was primarily... It seems as though it primarily had a French release. It was um, French financed. Yeah. So, in fact, when I was looking at the numbers for this film, its budget is provided in French francs. Mm-hmm. So it had an estimated budget of 115 million francs. I think I saw that that was something around $16 million. I didn't look up the conversion on it. Uh, it's opening weekend domestic here in the United States. Again, this is 1994, so not the types of numbers we would come to expect today. Uh, it's opening weekend gross domestically here in the States was $5.3 million. It brought in 
domestically 19.5 million. It says worldwide gross 19.5, but that's the same total they're giving for the domestic gross, so that must be off. Well, Wikipedia says that their budget was 16 million American dollars with a box office of 46.1 million, which is pretty respectable off yeah. of that budget and for a mid-90s release. Would have made money, so yeah. yeah. What did you think of Natalie Portman's performance? Because this actually wins quite a few awards, and we'll talk about that. But what did you think of Natalie Portman's performance? She's since good that's in our it. focus. She's good in it, definitely. And she has a few moments that kind of foreshadow the one. And we should talk very briefly about what the film's actually about. Yeah. Which is, Jean Reno plays Leon, who's a man of few words and various idiosyncrasies, including a love of milk yes. from the carton. And a love of Which Gene Kelly films. Very early. So that's one of the things that turned me off a little bit. It was almost too self-aware and too focused. Like, we're going to give him too corks. Too formulaic. We're going to give him corks. He's yeah. not your average hitman. And, of course, he's going to get kind of forced into proximity to this little girl. So, yeah, he lives in an apartment building. Uh, he's kind of friendly with the neighbor girl, a, a roughly 12-, 13-year-old uh, Natalie Portman. They have a little repartee. You know, she talks to him when he's going in and out of his apartment. And her father is involved in a drug deal gone wrong with what turned out to be crooked cops. And so when she is away to get milk for her neighbor, uh, which she offers to do, the crooked cops come in and massacre her family. And then she takes refuge with Leon and uh, plots uh, to get her revenge, not because she loved her sister or her father or her, her stepmother, who's possibly her stepsister owing to a yeah. half-sister, according to part of the dialogue? Is, yeah. Was there an incest thing going on there? Or it's it's it a was, weird or yeah. a poorly translated line of dialogue, but it, that, it struck me. Anyway, yeah. she didn't so much care about them as she cared about her younger brother. Her who, four-year-old who was, brother. Who was killed yeah. by these guys. And so it's about the relationship between Leon the Professional and young Matilda. A very strange, unusual relationship. A strange, relationship. unusual, sometimes uncomfortable. At times it's amusing, and at times it's extremely uncomfortable. Uh, because Natalie Portman, again, she's probably around 13 when she made this. She's playing well, 12. They were intentionally trying to avoid some of the... They didn't want to sexualize that relationship between well, them. Well, I think, I think it kind of was. I mean, it could have been more than it was, but... Uh, yeah, in it, fact, actually, there's a tidbit here on IMDb... Just some of the some of the getup. Jean in. Jean Reno, uh, he decided to play Leon as if he were a little mentally slow and emotionally rep repressed. He felt mm. that this would make audiences relax and realize yeah. that he wasn't someone who would take advantage of a vulnerable young girl. Reno claims that for Leon, the possibility of a physical relationship with Matilda is not even conceivable, and as such, during the scenes. When such a relationship is discussed, Reno very much allowed Portman to be emotionally in control of the scenes. Mm. So, but anyway, getting back to to Miss Portman's performance, there's the scene where she comes back. Yeah, we started that at the door, and Leon's debating whether or not he's going to risk letting her in, and she's just her face of open the door because she's pretending. She just walks by her her apartment. She sees that there's been a massacre. She sees some of the goons. So it's like my only hope is that the neighbor lets, lets me, me in, in and they think I'm his kid. Yeah. Which which works. Yeah. Apparently she had to learn how to cry on screen for you know on cue for this mm -hmm. and she was having trouble crying on cue for that take. So they had some of the cast spray like some sort of mint oil into her eyes mm -hmm. and she said it hurt so bad that the rest of the film she had no problem crying on cue. 
Should I do because an, she didn't want to repeat it. Should I do an aside about my favorite uh, make the kid cry on cue story? Sure. There's a film in uh, the early ni- 1931. It's called Skippy. It's about a boy and his dog. And I forget the name of the the kid. Uh, the kid went went on to I think win an Oscar for this. As did the director Norman mm-hmm. Turing, who at the time he won that Oscar. He was the youngest man ever to win a Best Directing Oscar and kept that title until what's his name who won for La La Land was the one guy oh, okay. younger than him. So they're making this scene. There's a scene where the boy needs to cry. And so the director, who's also the boy's, like, uncle, tells him that if you don't cry on cue, we're going to kill the dog. Oh, no. And, and That's the, terrible. The tears came out, oh. and Turing won an Oscar. So, Jeez. You know, so I thought Natalie Port- uh, Portman's performance was really good in this film. The only part that was odd and I don't understand at all is uh, that first hotel they go to after they leave the apartment. Mm-hmm. When she comes downstairs and tells the, the guy at the front desk that Leon's her lover. Well, it's because she's this 13-year-old girl that's developed a crush on this guy and but doesn't know where the boundaries is. That kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, 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 it, it was, but I get what they're going for. You know, she's not... She doesn't know what she's saying. She she's she's heard these phrases and she's old before her time, but she's yeah. still naive. Yeah. How would you think this film was received? I think it was received okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think it fares on IMDb? Six something? Five something? Are you prepared to be shocked? By what? It has an eight point five aggregate really? score. And from one of the things I was glancing at it may be in one of our IMDb Top 250 episodes. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if we've already talked about it and totally I don't forgot know. about it. Uh, actually, according to one of the lists I was looking at, it's ranked number 31. Oh, really? Yeah. I That's thought we were already well believe. past 8.5. But this film actually wins a number of uh, foreign awards. Natalie Portman wins a Felix, which I don't know what, where that's from. It's she a wins category. a Felix for Best Actress. Um, it wins other Felix Awards. It wins the uh, Awards Circuit Community Awards, uh, Best Actress in the Leading Role, again, for Natalie Portman. I mean, it it wins a lot of foreign awards along those lines. Obviously not huge numbers here in the U.S., but seems to be well-received. And like I said, IMDb aggregate score is 8.5 stars, which is higher than I would rate this or than I expected this to be rated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but evidently pretty well received film in some circles yeah and that 8.5 score is with 900 over 995,000 reviews yeah i think if i had seen this film if i were my age now if i'd seen this film in 1994 i think i would have liked it more because i think this would have definitely been fresher but i couldn't help but think of it as being very cliche and i'm sitting here as we're watching it telling you what's going to happen next i was right probably about 60 percent of the time probably yeah. about two-thirds of the time i'm like ah, i bet this happens next john reno's character was cliche and gary oldman's character mm-hmm. was also fairly what did cliche. you think of gary oldman in this you know it's hard to fault gary oldman but that little bit with him cranking his head in his neck and as he takes those pills before he kills people that they wanted kind of... they wanted to make him this kind of creepy eccentric you know this film is Full of eccentric. Every character in this is eccentric. eccentric without you having to do anything. But it kept making me think, and you have not seen this film of of Frank in uh, Blue Velvet, is one of the most memorable creepy villains who's got a a thing where he's inhales some kind of gas, and it's never really explained what it is, but he inhales it and he goes all creepy. And so it felt like they were trying to copy that. Yeah. And 
I don't like it. Yeah. Too too many things of this were cliche and felt like they were copies. Yeah. What did you think of Danny Aiello as Tony? You know, he's always plays that guy. Yeah. He's the greasy Italian guy and this he's in at least one other film he's run an Italian restaurant. Yeah. I uh part of me wanted to see at the end of the film see Natalie Portman come back and knock him off. But well, know. he wasn't really a bad guy. I mean, you get the sense well, that he was cheating. He was. He was, he was. he was cheating Leon out of his money. He was cheating Leon, and then you know Leon says, "Leave my money to Matilda," and he cheats Matilda. Yeah. So I mean, it's probably better in the long run that he cheats her. But mm. yeah. How did? What did you think of the ending of the film? You know, I like the ending. Um, t- talking about this film generally, I think this one I'm going to probably have to process a while. I think my when we get to ratings, I think my rating might change after I've sit, sat on it for a while. But this is a film I kind of half-liked. Yeah. So there was a lot that I thought was cliche and kind of, uh. But there was a few few moments. There were some scenes where the performances were really strong or the set pieces were really strong. And there's a few moments, not all of them, but some of the moments between Leon and Matilda I thought really worked. Yeah. And I thought the ending really worked. Yeah. There's not a lot to exceptionally love this film for. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could hate this film either. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of ratings, how would you rate this film? Oh, that is... That's, Your knee-jerk reaction that's again. That's a tough one. We're always rating these minutes after yeah. we've seen it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're 20 minutes into this episode. We ended the episode maybe a maximum of 30 minutes ago. Or mm-hmm. ended the movie a maximum mm-hmm. of 30 minutes ago, but... I'm probably two and a half to three stars. On the four-star scale? On the four-star scale. What would you do on the ten-star scale? Five or six. I, I'm a little bit... I'm in the same boat as you on the four-star scale. I would give this about two and a half stars. Um, on the ten-star scale, I think I would give this a... It's definitely not an eight-and-a-half-star movie. I think I'd give it a six or a seven on the ten-star scale. Mm. So Indeed. Yeah, I didn't love it. I, I, I expected to like it more than I liked it. Mm-hmm. But it was just... It was just a little too cutesy, a little too full of itself to yeah. entirely work. So we're at week one of Natalie Portman month. What do you? How do you think this is going to fall into Natalie Portman month? Well, I mean, uh, like into the rank I, of the movies right now, and I, I forget everything that we had on on the this closer uh, uh, um, annihilation, and then Jackie. I'm thinking this will be the worst or second to last on the list. Yeah. I'm not familiar enough with the other four titles to be able to guess on mm-hmm. that, but I'm suspecting it'll be towards the bottom of the four. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is Natalie Portman's first role. It's it's very much it's, what put her on the map. It's worth seeing, I suppose. Yeah. For its place in in her career, and 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 that it is you know it's a name that comes up, and so there's an element of film literacy to, to doing it. But I couldn't recommend it. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't not recommend it. Um, but it would not have an overly strong recommendation. You wouldn't not recommend it means you'd recommend it softly. Soft, a soft recommendation. I would give this a soft recommendation. Yeah, this one is is kind of it's pretty close to that border. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if someone was interested in seeing this film, I wouldn't tell them, eh, "Don't waste your time" mm-hmm. or anything like that. I'd say go watch it, but you know, kind of know what you're getting into yeah. in it, and it never it never really came together. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is cultural difference the the french versus the american perspective on that Mm. you know it'd be interesting to see like a i guess maybe i'll have to look it up later it'd be interesting to look at like a french movie critic review of this you know and watching it one of the things that came into my mind very briefly is looking at gene uh gene reno uh, doing this scene and all of a sudden he was sylvester stallone 
<laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I could see that. You made some comments as we were watching. The I also up. I also cast its remake. Yes, I was going to say you so, cast its remake so while the, we were watching so it. So the remake is going to star Sam Rockwell in the Gary Oldman role uh-huh. because it, they, they look scarily the same yeah. at moments in this film. I would do Millie Bobby Brown of Stranger Things as the, uh, the Natalie Portman part. And then I'm going to go a little bit out of the box, and I'm going to cast Simon Pegg as Leon. Because yeah. I think he could bring both the intensity, and he could bring kind of some quirky humor to it. I'm not sure that Simon Pegg could pull off a hitman role, period. I think he could. You think so? I think he could. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's the, the one where they're police officers, him and uh, his run fat, fat buddy? Run, fat boy, run? Or no, no, no. no, no. Um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's the one from the Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, he pl- he plays intense in that one, and so he he could do intense. Hot fuzz, hot fuzz. Yes. Yeah, you know I like Simon Pegg in films like Star Trek, and I like him in other movies, Mission Impossible. I like his performances in those. Mm-hmm. I don't like Shaun of the Dead, and I don't like Hot Fuzz. I've only seen Hot Fuzz once, and that was ten plus years ago. But I'm quite a fan of Shaun of the Dead. But it's been a long time since I've seen that too. See, that's the style of zombie film that to me it has zero appeal. Mm. Um, I like I Am Legend. I like World War Z. Shaun no, of the Dead. I don't I'm care like, for ugh. both of those. I don't care for so much. You don't like World War Z? I thought you enjoyed no. that. No, I like the book World War Z. Yeah. Well, the book was exponentially different yeah. than the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that was exponentially different. But yeah, what about you? Liked Omega Man though, right? I uh, yeah yeah. I mean that's the but same it's, movie. It's the same movie, but you know that, that, that I, I, I didn't love it. Yeah. It's not really great. Yeah. It's more, I like the extreme 70-ness of it. Yeah. Well, that took an interesting twist. At the yeah, we're talking about, Portman to... <laughs> talking about zombie movies now. And uh, we have a, a little aside we'll have to do at the the end. Should we do should sure. we do that as uh, yeah. as bonus feature? Should we do our farewell and then go back to talking about the whatnots? Yeah. So uh, wrapping up, uh, nat- start of Natalie Portman week, uh, Leon the Professional. You've see- heard our ratings. Uh, if you're interested in that movie, check it out. Or don't. Um, or don't. But, you know, it's not, I don't think you could call it a waste of your time. So anyways, I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And this has been Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. Um. And such. I've been doing levels. You've been doing levels this whole time? Yeah. Well, not the whole time, but uh, uh. Um, I had to get stuff closed out and then yeah, yeah. get it all set up for the new one. I had a little mental exercise for you. Okay. In your mind, picture a cop car. Just picture a cop car in your mind. Okay. What decade is the car from? Right now, it's the one upside down on fire. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, for me, it's an 80s cop car. Okay. I don't know what that means, other than that's, a that's what Caprice. cop cars look, Capri- yeah, looked like when I was a kid. And so that is the generic clip art version of a cop car yeah. forever in my head. Nice. I was looking for... Oh, and I finally did find a Huckleberry Soda. Oh, did you? Was it, it good? Uh, you know what? I don't really like it. The blueberry soda was better. Oh, yeah? And what I found about the huckleberry soda, and I'm sure I've had huckleberries before, but I don't really remember. It It's very bland. Yeah. It was very bland.
which kind of uh, adds an extra layer to the gag for the name of Huckleberry Hound, because he was very bland. Yeah. Even though he looked more like a blueberry hound. Yeah. So I was wrong. This movie did get a domestic release, but we'll discuss it mm -hmm. when we get into it. You uh, you ready for this? Yeah. 